101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, and welcome to another episode of American Steel here on WKOM 101.7 Radio here in Columbia, Tennessee. Listeners, I hope you're doing well. I hope you've enjoyed the other uh, episodes of American Steel. Thank you for downloading. It is the most downloaded podcast um, at the radio station right now, so I'm thankful for that and thankful for you. Uh, special guest this morning, I told you uh, before we'd have uh, Coach Tredarius Golf back. He's the head coach at the Columbia Central Lions here in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, Tredarius uh, Golf, Coach Golf, is with us uh, this morning to kind of tell us about the, the progress of the program and, and uh, what his vision is. And all, as always, we have Clayton Harris and we have uh, Mike on the engineering. So we're all going to have a great uh, episode. Hope you uh, are encouraged. Uh, and always feel free to reach out if you want to support um, Columbia High School or football and in, in specifically uh, in any way possible. We could, um, we could always use uh, more support. So, Coach Golf, how you doing? I'm doing great, uh, Dr. Steele. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, we told listeners before you'd be back on, and I think this is an appropriate time and hope to keep having you on throughout maybe uh, something, uh, you know, after we win. After mm-hmm. we win every game, after we win, have you on, but not after we lose, if we, <laughs> if we lose, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. so, so <laughs> let, let's do that. Uh, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, and Mike, you're you're also coaching on the staff. Yes, sir. I, I am helping with the uh, offensive and defensive fronts for the freshman team, uh, and uh, getting to work with them. We, you know, they they noticed that uh, you know the freshmen in a in a big program like this or a bigger program tend to get uh, overlooked a little bit because they're working so hard on getting the upper upperclassmen ready for their games and stuff like that. My job is basically is take that little group uh, of, of front guys down there and we work on basics. Uh, we, we introduce them to the uh, terminology and to the systems, and then uh, we get them ready for the JV games uh, that will be played on Monday nights uh, and, and stuff like that. Tuesdays. So, Tuesdays. They're, no, no. No, they're Mondays. It's a Mondays. Yeah. I check, I, after you sent middle, me the schedule, I checked Middle them. school's middle. Yeah, there we go. It. Yeah. But uh, it, it's a lot of fun to get to, to start with these guys on the ground level, yeah. and, and literally we start <laughs> – we literally start from the stance mm-hmm. and, and go from there. But it's it's a chance to give them some uh, some focused work while – the other coaches are working with the varsity guys, getting them ready for Friday nights. We're you know, orienting them, knowing that these guys are the future of the team. Yeah, and a lot of times uh, programs they they want to do that, but they just don't have the resources right, to do that. Right, and I, I, you know, this is one of those things. I'm I'm very happy to do this, and in, in this, you know, it, it is a limited capacity. Uh, I I knew that coming in, uh, but it's also a focused capacity. Yeah. I get to I get to spend time with these guys and right. and get to and spend some time in a situation where. Uh, normally, they don't get a whole lot of time spent with them yeah. because because of the limitations. And that'll of the pay time. off. It'll pay off in the oh, long yeah. run. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, it'll pay off in the long run. And Clayton, how do you run the radio station? Help coach football at Central, and I and you're the executive for the Little League. Uh, by the way, just give us a quick rundown. I, we represented well, right, in the tournament. We did. We, we fin- ended up technically, I guess you could say, we finished third. Um, you know, th- they lost. The way they lost was just you know. Bottom of the sixth inning, they had a one-run lead. Uh, Morristown ties it up, and then they got bases loaded with one out, and they hit a grand slam to win it. I mean, it just it happens. <laughs> wow, you know it happens. But happened. you know, you 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 look at what that group accomplished uh, over the past couple of years. They won the state championship as uh, eight-year-olds and Coach Pidge. Um, if they had a couple more pieces, 
uh, that had been in the league that weren't in the league this year, I think they would have had a really good chance to, uh, to, to, to win it. But, you know, it's something that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. They have a lot to be proud of. And uh, we hosted a great tournament. We uh, not only broadcasted, we also live streamed, which we'll go on and make this announcement here uh, here in a minute. But we had like 35,000 people over a six-day period watching. I mean, people all across the country. I mean, there's there's this district up in New York that has just been going ballistic on how great of a tournament that we ran. Our field crew with John Wooliver, who uh, led the crew uh, with the video and radio aspect, uh, it was just amazing. And, I mean, they literally turned the field over after that last game, right before the championship game, and they had both teams' logos right outside their dugouts in the grass. I mean, it looked looked incredible. But this fall, we will be live streaming every Columbia Central football game. And it will cost the people listening and watching absolutely nothing. And it, it, it'll be great. And that, we're really looking forward to that. That's amazing. Yeah, I got to come out to the Little League tournament a little bit, and it was a, it was a, impressive is the word I'm thinking. Just impressive. Great atmosphere. And if you're going to lose, I mean, to a Grand Slam, I guess that's an epic fashion. But uh, next year, we'll get it. We'll get them next year. That's it. That's it. I mean, it just you know, you looked at all the young kids in the stands that are in the league watching these older ones. It kind of gives them a feel of how it's going to be for them when they're older. And, and we got some good groups coming up, and hopefully they'll be able to accomplish what this guy right here did, which is win a state championship in the little league and make it to the southeast region. I think they were one or two games away from the World, World Series. Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Coach Golf is a baseball player too. He would send them over the railroad tracks. Him and Shaq Mason both would send them over the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about playing tennis, Coach? No, I didn't. I never thought about playing tennis. <laughs> You're probably a pretty good tennis player as well, I, I imagine. So, uh, Coach Golf, you know, uh, Coach Simlar, our baseball coach at Columbia Central, also coaches the coached the little league team. That, he did. He was and, my assistant this year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he um, you ever and he's having a camp up there. In your in your vision, do you foresee having a football camp for the young kids coming? Uh, yes, sir. Most definitely. Um, uh, maybe not this year because of the timing. But timing, yeah. Uh, for sure, in the future, I want to have something for the kids in the community to come see the facilities, work with the coaches and some of the players that's there and just get familiar with what's going on here and get them something to look forward to in the future. You know, um, because when I was a kid, that's all I thought about was one day I'm going to be at Central. I'm at home. Playing, uh, playing in my room. I'm, I'm running out like uh, the basketball team used to run out, throw the ball off the wall and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I think that would be big for the for the kids. Well, when you say something like that, it just makes me think that that's uh, we've we. It seems like we've missed that over the last uh, maybe decade. And mm-hmm. then when I go out to the little league and I see all these parents, uh, and then you Clayton mentioned just the ground crew. The ground crew was amazing, mm-hmm. right? And so you don't. You don't. Sometimes you overlook those things, and you can't overlook those things. But we need kids like that that are home, uh, putting uh, cones up and acting like they're running a play mm-hmm. or, or uh, doing a finger roll off the uh, wall, right? Yes, and so, um, I yeah, you know, I appreciate that that mindset coming from you. So, um, you and I talked a couple months ago when you came on board mm-hmm. as the head coach, uh, and I just kind of I just kind of opened the door that you know let me know and. Uh, this is going to be a whole new experience as the head coach, just the dynamic of that. Uh, so tell me about some of the things you've learned and some of the struggles maybe. Um, okay, so some of the things I learned, about around one thirty, two o'clock things, messages come in and, and stuff get fishy, you know, uh, but it, it's just dealing with kids, you know. It's a lot of moving parts. Some kids have doctor's appointments. Some kids get sick. 
Some kids take vacations and that's not their fault. Their parents, you know, assign the vacations and things like that. But um, along with the football side of things, um, we got a group of kids who are resilient, man, and, and they want to win. And they, they Like I said, I think I said this last time, they're a group of kids who want more. They want you to pour into them. They want you to not necessarily be the roughest on them, but push them to do better and things of that nature. So I think that that, that that's something, like I said, we can work with. As long as we got kids like that, that's something that we can work with going forward. And, and I think that we can be successful in, in the future for sure. And um, some of the thing, one of the things that, that kind of stuck out to me about this group of kids is, like I said, I since I've been here and some of the stuff I learned in college, I done, I done threw it all at them, man, and, and they're not backing down. And that just goes to say that, they're resi- like I said, they're resilient, man, and they, they're not backing down. So um, as you watched us last year play, mm-hmm. I mean, the dynamic of being resilient and, mm-hmm. and putting that work ethic in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're talking about teenage boys, so mm-hmm. every once in a while they have a uh, – uh, a mythical like doctor's appointment, mm. so they miss sprinting or they mm. miss hitting that day or yes, something like that, right? I mean, uh, and that's kind of what it's all about, really, right? I mean, you're going to have kids that will go out there and, and light you up. Mm-hmm. They love doing it. They don't mind if they get a stinger here or there. And then you have kids that really don't want to be in the, the – they're the Deion Sanders type. They'll, they'll grab you with their arms and, and yeah, pull, you pull you down. down fall pull, down with Fall you. down with <laughs> yes, Hope sir. not to pull a breaking ankle or something mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah, so the dynamic of being a head coach compared to a player and a assistant coach, mm-hmm. night and day, right? Yeah, uh, night and day, man. Um, I think Drew Parker he messed with me and was like, "You see, when you when you, once you become the head man, it's less coaching and more, more, more different stuff that you got to handle throughout the the day, you know." Um, and I and I I embrace that role because I like being an assistant. I like it. Being a head coach, I like it even more. Um, just because I have the chance to impact them kids directly and be a role model to them. And that, I mean, I, like I said, I embrace it and love it, man. And you have a natural, I, I've never, I, I've never met your parents. Mm-hmm. Have I? Uh, no, 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 sir. no, sir. You have a natural, uh, demeanor mm-hmm. as a leader, mm-hmm. a natural demeanor as a leader. Like, so people, uh, you don't, you're not, uh, overly intimidating. You're a big guy, but mm-hmm. you're not overly intimidating. You're not, you're not overly loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're humble. Yes. Uh, but you're sure of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a you got you got a few dynamics mm-hmm. that uh, most leaders just don't have. They mm-hmm. wish they had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take someone like Nick Saban, like Nick Saban's probably the great, greatest coach of all time in, in college football based on wins. Yes, but you know, forty nine percent of the people hate him just because of his demeanor mm-hmm. and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Fifty one percent of the people mm-hmm. love him because of what he's accomplished. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a com- that's a Nick Saban comparison. Oh, okay. Golf, all right. I, 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 I would that. rather use Bobby Bowden, but I know Clayton's over there <laughs> dying. You know. Well, he did have all those wins vacated. I'm, I'm, I'll throw that out there. But, but uh, to kind of piggyback what you're saying, when he speaks, though, and when he gets on to him, they listen yep. because he's not that. You know, he's not one of those guys like Bobby Knight that's always I'm on him. Yeah. You know, but when he does speak, and he was that way as a player. You didn't hear him say hardly two words, but when he did, it was like, okay, yeah, you, you better listen. We introduced, uh, we did. I thought we did a, a really good job when you first came on the show, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't really get to dive in. I, I'm curious about Mike and Clayton. I mean, just how does it feel to to see Tredarius grow up and play, and then he's the he's the head football coach of a major high school in Tennessee. It makes me feel really old. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, it, it really does. I mean, I had him as a freshman. Uh, I was his position coach on defense. 
And to think that that was, my goodness, 13, 16 years ago, mm-hmm. that's just hard to believe. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, but it, it also to me, though, uh, you look at the success that he had as a player and, and what the program, how successful it was from 2009 to 2012. It then makes you think, what in the world happened from 13 to last year? You know, it, it, we have not been living up to our potential as far as our abilities. You know, we, we have talent. I don't think anybody's ever questioned that we have talent. It's just about getting it together. And what we're seeing and, and what I'm what I'm seeing is uh, we're doing things that we hadn't done in a long time. Number one, we're coming in, we're working out early. We're, we're having meetings after workouts, before practice. We're watching film with our positions. Uh, we're having – I watched quarterback – I watched Zach Tate yesterday take the quarterbacks into his office and break down practice from the day before. We weren't doing that stuff. We weren't doing that stuff last year. Uh, that makes a difference. That time makes – and I know, I know it's a, a big sacrifice. You're going from 3 o'clock to 7 or 7.30, uh, but that's – what it takes if you're going to want to win. I mean, we don't want mediocrity. And that's, I think that's the best way to describe the past decade. It's just been a lot of mediocrity. We'd have a good season here and then two or three really bad seasons. And so I think he's trying to set a standard, uh, uh, through, through, through the process of, uh, you know, bringing this program back to the level that we want to compete at and being, you know, to me, and I know people may disagree, but to me, we ought to be competing for state championships every year in 5A mm-hmm. football. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And what's I don't see what's wrong with that expectation. Mm-hmm. And I know that's what he has. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. And, you, you know, sometimes you have a – Sometimes you have that team, that that amazing team with everything jives as far as the uh, chemistry and then the talent. But every year, every 5A high school in Tennessee should be talking about Columbia Central High School. Yes, sir. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, man. Um, the athletes, you know, in the past, it's been hard just trying to keep the athletes honed in here in Columbia because we have so many good athletes that they go to the Brentwood Academies, BGAs, Innsworth, and they were the best player on the team there half the time when they leave here. So just imagine, I use uh, my year as an example. Um, Coach Wade, he went to BGA. He played with Jalen Ramsey. Um, Brentwood Academy. Yeah, my fault. Brentwood Academy. Um, who else? We had Brandon Taylor. He went to Brentwood Academy. Uh, Itavius Mathers. Right. He went to Oakland. Well, he went to Blackman in Murfreesboro, in right. Rutherford County. And those guys, he went to MTSU and set records at MTSU, got invited to the Jaguars. Coach Wade. He went to Murray State and got um, an undrafted free agent contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's the type of talent that's just right here in Columbia. But we were never able to keep everybody here and get everybody on the same team and play together. So now that we are able to – now, it, for the main part, majority of our kids that was probably in the – that we have seniors or juniors, they, that class is still here. And some of them, you know – that in the past, they was talking about leaving and stuff, but we was able to get them to commit and trust us and stick here and honed in. And that's just that's just going to do us, set us light years ahead from the past because now we're able to keep our athletes here and they're on the same page. They've been playing together. They got camaraderie with each other and everything else. So that's just great, man. And I think that that's one of the steps to building this program back up was keeping your athletes here and not having to compete with Rutherford County, uh, Williamson County, and other schools. Well, you know, when I was at Stratford, uh, 
I would mm-hmm. go to the YMCA right down the street from mm-hmm. Stratford in the morning to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll, three different private schools, their bus would pull up and pick up mm-hmm. athletes from East Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so my coaches used to want to get me, used to complain to me a lot and say, try to get me to call the TWSWA and, and try to cause a stir. And I told them, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Why would I take away an opportunity for an athlete to go play at one of these great private schools? And if we, and if we had a better football program all the way around, they wouldn't want to leave. Yeah, and so I think that that's where, that's, I think that's where a head coach, mm-hmm. specifically you as the head coach, mm-hmm. comes into play. Because you, uh, we don't have you don't have to be here five years to fall in love with the place. You already love the oh, place, yes, I love and you're you're telling kids from all age groups why you love the place. Mm-hmm. You've experienced great success. You, uh, your I think your relative or your friend Shaq Mason mm-hmm. experienced ultimate success. Yes, He's sir. got Super Bowl rings. Yes, uh, so you can stay here. You can compete. You can go to college and and potentially get paid to play football. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the other thing. I mean. He's done it. He's won a state championship. He's been. He's played in two of them. Yeah. Uh, Dre Hall's played in three of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done it. They're not going to ask these guys to do anything that they hadn't done themselves. And, and, and to be realistic, I don't think. I don't think they're. I don't think the the game has changed from the time he played to now. So they're definitely not asking them to do anything they hadn't done. And. Regarding kids leaving, I mean, I don't know why you would want to go anywhere else and play. We got the best stadium in Middle Tennessee, in my opinion, in high school football, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Um, you know, we I know there's a lot of people that like to try to take our players and stuff, but if you're out there, you're in middle school and you're thinking about where you want where you're wanting to go. To me, it, it, it's an easy choice. I mean, you can either play with big boys, play big boy five A football, or you can play minor league ball. It's one, it's one or the other. That's your only other option in this area. And, you know, um, I know we got private schools that want to come. I'm sure Coach Golf would welcome any local private school that would want to play us. Play us. We, we've, we've, we've asked. But they don't want to do it. But, hey, if you want to, you want to play, let's play. I yeah, think. you know, I, I, try not, I try my best not to uh, sound even sound like. I mean, every time we play, I want to win. Uh, and I want to win big. I want to win. I want to win smoothly, and I want to win with a lot of character and integrity, mm-hmm. right? But I try. I try and make to make sure I don't sound like I'm disparaging any other school because I, I really don't want him. I want every school to be successful. But when they play us, I, I want to win. Why wouldn't I, right? Uh, so, tell me about the staff that you've put together, uh, Trady, and uh, put, uh, and we'll take a break here in a minute. But tell me about the staff, and then we'll come back to that. Okay. So the staff uh, I put together, man. It's it's one with a lot of knowledge. Um, more, I think about what eighty five to ninety percent of the staff we've been to the state state championship mm-hmm. um, with um, Coach Moore, Coach Duncan, Coach Stone. Those were my coaches when we went those two years. We went, um, you know, and then we surround us with guys who've been to the next level with Coach Wade, Coach Hall, myself, Zach Tate, and you. you and we, that's the young. The young group of coaches that, that the kids, you know, they kind of not necessarily saying that they don't take to the, the older guys, but the younger guys, they kind of can relate to us more. And we can kind of tell them, hey, this is all he's saying, man. He's he not down and you. All he's telling you to do is do it right and do it with effort. And when we can kind of break it down to him like that. It helps a lot. And then with Coach Clayton being there, Coach Lyles as well. And you got Coach Emerson, Coach Booker, man. I think we got a great staff. And like he said, with all us being there, the younger guys, 
they're getting work now, and they're going to be that much ready next year than in the in the past when they might have been on the sideline just watching instead of getting getting out there and getting reps. But let's come back to that, uh, Coach, and mm-hmm. we're going to take a break here on American Steel, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in, and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone, and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offer ends July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. And welcome back to America Steel, folks. Here we're here with uh, Clayton and Mike and... Coach Golf, the head coach of Columbia Central Lions here in Columbia, Tennessee. And we are on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. So thank you for listening 
Coach, before the break, we were talking about your coaching staff. A um, couple of shout-outs. Coach Duncan was just uh, highlighted on the Dave Ramsey show. He uh, his teaches personal finance in the building, uh, does a great job with that, and he's going to be part of the Dave Ramsey. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but, I mean, mm-hmm. he uh, – He's going to be part of their commercial for their curriculum to to share with uh, across the country. It's pretty cool. Okay, I seen a camera crew follow, following them around the other day. We was at in service, so that must have been what it was. That, that's neat to know right there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, it highlights his uh, highlights his success in teaching that program. And, you know, we're uh, we're going to reintroduce uh, academic boosters this year, so we are ready to start really highlighting our academic programs as well. So Clayton mentioned wanting to come to school there. There's no reason why you couldn't come to Columbia Central High School and get all the academics you need mm-hmm. and preparation for any university in the world mm-hmm. uh, on the flip side of that you can also play sports at a high level and as I think about when I say that I'm thinking about our volleyball team our tennis team our girls uh, basketball be- uh, all the all the boys sports the too I mean across the board I mean mm-hmm. I couldn't be more happier I could be happier with the coaching staff the quality and the level of coaching staff but I wanted to ask you about something because uh, coach John Moore Coach John Moore. Been doing this, he's been doing this a minute, but somebody told me, and I've heard more than one person say this, quote, the most brilliant football mind they've ever seen. And I, I back it 100%. I, I agree. I back it 100%. Well, I want to sh- – let's, let's shout him out a little bit because I think that that's amazing. Yes, so tell me, tell me why. Because, I, I mean, I haven't had a chance to – I haven't coached in years, mm-hmm. so I, had, I, I haven't had the honor of coaching with him. You know, when it comes to X's and O's, I don't know anybody I've been around that's better than him, at, even at the college level. Um, he know how to take what he's seeing and in his mind flip it to, to do somewhere – they can't. They can't. They don't have an answer to it. Um, and that's the way the way he did with us. We used to call him an evil genius with the offensive plays, <laughs> man, because he called it and it, it worked. So I mean, that's the that's the thing. And, and Coach Moore, he he has a different way of coaching. It, you know, it might be not familiar with some of the kids and stuff like that, but he care more than any. I I, don't, I I I say this, but he care. I say he care more than anybody. Because Coach Moore drives down from Nashville every day to come to school to work, and he's been doing it for years. And I'm pretty sure he could have been and got a job somewhere up that way. But that just shows the love he has for Columbia Central, the community, and the football program as well. Yeah, he's an outstanding teacher as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I mean that that's fantastic. And and I've got, I've had a chance to meet your the entire staff that you've put together mm-hmm. and. You know, I love coming into I, and I I pop in to say hello. I don't mm-hmm. come in to observe, but I, every time I walk in there, either Stone or Moore, mm-hmm. done, somebody's already at the board mm-hmm. with another coach talking about talking you know X's the, and O's, X's and O's, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I hadn't seen that. Uh, I haven't seen that at all until until you came on board. And then, of course, uh, I'm excited about everybody, but. Uh, Zach Tate, mm. uh, he intrigues me. Oh yeah, he 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 lights a fire up under me, and I'm and I'm right there beside him. You know, some days he come in, hey coach, we got to hype this stuff up. You know, and that's just the type of dude. That's the type of dude he was playing, and and you know, when it was a part where he didn't think he was gonna be able to continue to coach, but I'm glad some it changed to where he could, and and it hurt me because I'm like, dog, that's one of the dudes that I I know. When stuff get bad, he gonna be right there beside you. When it's going good, he gonna be right there beside you, and he gonna voice his opinion on how you feel, and not in a negative way, or but a way to to let you know, like, come on, we got to pick this up, and, and that's what you need around you. You don't need a bunch of yes men just giving in to whatever you say. You need guys like Zach Tate 
Dre Hall, all of them guys. You need you need them guys around. I, I sat in a quarterback meeting he had yesterday mm-hmm. in his office, and I hadn't seen a quarterback meeting like that in high school football in years. Mm-hmm. He I, and I think what Coach Golf is also saying too about Zach that I noticed yesterday in that meeting, he is brutally honest with those kids, mm-hmm. and that. It, that's an, if, if you're going to get better, if you're going to compete, you got to be you got to be willing to take criticism and uh, you, you know not in a bad way, but in a way of learning. And um, I think Zach has done an amazing job. I mean, he's it, it, he's another guy that has played in the state championship game, played in college, and um, you know an ultimate competitor. That's the biggest thing about all these guys he's got on there that that played ball that were at Central or played in college. They're ultimate competitors, and that's what you want to really try to influence on these kids is you're here to compete every day, and that's how you're going to get better is by competing and, and loving to compete. That's the, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I noticed in practice and, and stuff was when, especially when we're working defensive practices or working mm-hmm. special team practices or something like that where the quarterbacks aren't directly involved, a lot of high school teams, the quarterback just that ends up being kind of an off time and rest time. No, he's got he's got every quarterback down there with him on the other end of the field, mm-hmm. and they're working on pass drills, they're working on footstep, you know, uh, uh, footwork drills and, and and stuff like that. So uh, again, he takes the opportunities that are given to him as far as time. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, this is a dead in, in a sense for a quarterback coach and a quarterback defensive period is a dead period. Mm-hmm. And or that, or you play scout team all the time. And right. you no, know, he's he's taking that extra period and giving them that much more work uh, to to hone, you know, get themselves ready. And then he's coaching their technique while they're doing scout team stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And he's talking to them about doing that. So I, I think he's done a great job. And, and again, the energy is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he had a rifle when he played. He still does. He still got one. Still does. Sometimes we have him throwing the kickoffs. He throws yeah. in the back of the end zone. Oh, so wow. Saying. So but he came up to me in the gym one day and introduced himself, and I love that. I just love people that are hungry. And Mike, you're talking about uh, the energy and just the coaches. Every coach out there is hungry. Uh, get back to Coach Moore real quick. Is Coach Moore going to be on the sideline? Uh, have you decided who's going to be where during game time? Uh, I hadn't officially decided, but I, I have an idea of how how I want to do it. Um, you know, um, and if it's, I, I, I would rather my coordinators be right there with on the sideline, hands on with them, and you know, so. That's my thought process of having Coach Moore on the side, Coach Moore, Coach Stone on the sideline. We get us a TV over there to, so we can plug up an iPad and watch the plays that we just after we come off a series. Get over there to the TV, watch the plays, see what we did wrong, what we can correct, and go from there. That's my plan. You know that's the, a huge evolution from where we were, right? Huge evolution. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, Some so of us that's, that, that's small, so, small well, So thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, American Steel is not a podcast affiliated with Clint Central, but everybody knows that I'm the principal central. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try to – I'm definitely intentional about making sure that, you know, I'm not representing – but I mean, I I can't change the fact that I'm the principal and I love it. I love mm-hmm. being at Central. But uh, so that's fantastic. So just for clear for our, for our listeners, John, uh, Mr. Moore, Coach Moore is the offensive coordinator. Yes, sir. Coach Moore is the offensive coordinator. Coach Stone's the defensive coordinator. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you were hired, Coach Stone had uh, had uh, he retired this year from teaching mm-hmm. and and all he pretty much retired from coaching too. Yeah, he did. Uh, and then how did you go about getting him back? Uh, so as soon as Give it up for Coach Doctor Steele, you know, for giving me this opportunity. And as soon as I got out of the got out of the meeting with you, you know, um, I, that was my first, my next step. Like, okay, we got this, we got this. And I think me and you even might have talked about it. Um, 
It was like we need to get a defensive coordinator, a, a good defensive coordinator in place. With this being my first year to kind of take a little off of me so I can handle other things as well. And Coach Stone was the first option, first and only option, really, you know. And he always had told me uh, since my playing days for him that he was indebted to me. Um, he owed me from for winning him a state championship. Wow. And then, and then when I brought that up to him, you know, that was the first thing he said. Well, you know, I always told you I'm indebted to you, so – let me think about it. Let me talk to my wife. And, you know, he was kind of – and I, he was kind of iffy if they was going to allow it because of the way stuff unfolded when he was there. So I think that was kind of what held him back. And then, you know, I, I, I went, in, went in there with you and told you who I wanted and everything. And then I came back and told him it's already good. It was like a, a, a weight off his shoulder, like, oh, okay. And then he just said, I got to talk to my wife. And then he, probably the next day – he beat us to the meeting rooms, and he got on the board. He drew up all the offense—I mean, the defensive formations, um, um, slogans, and everything else, and uh, defensive periods. So that right there let me know that he was locked in. Uh, at that, when I asked him, I, I figured he was locked in. But when he came that next day and was already working and did everything else, I knew he was locked in. You always have to say you're going to ask your wife about anything, mm-hmm. but you really well, don't. Well, have what to. was funny about it though was that I mean, he like like Coach Golf just said. He literally was like, well, you know, I'm going to have to ask my wife. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know. And then almost immediately, he grabs oh, a yeah. marker and starts drawing up, all right, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I think we all felt comfortable that it was going to work out mm-hmm. that, that day. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, so I want to ask about one thing, and, and then I, uh, Clayton's going to talk about the schedule this year. But I wanted to ask you this. Do you sometimes feel, because I know I do, mm-hmm. do you sometimes feel like Clayton Harris is your agent? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> I, like I do. I do, man. And and the, and the good thing about Clayton, you know, he check in with you, make sure everything's all right. He's going to be like, you know, you got this, you know, you got this. And he asks, can I do anything for you? So, yeah, I do. I do feel like that at times. And I appreciate him, man, because uh, he was the guy who, when I got up there as a freshman, I was a linebacker. He moved me to DN so I could get on the field. And I started at DN my freshman year and ended up second on team in tackle. So, I, I owe him a lot well, to that part of it. I, I just remember having a conversation. I was cutting up wristbands uh, that we had just laminated in the coach's office one day. And Coach Ballou, who we need to give a shout-out to, mm-hmm. who was uh, his head coach, and I coached for him, who's still on staff at Central uh, at teaching. Uh, we had some injuries at defensive end, and I, I noticed him down with the freshmen. Just, I was sitting there thinking, he doesn't need to be down there. He needs to be up here. And so uh, Joey Kiro had gotten hurt. He had sprained his ankle, and I think uh, John Shepard had hurt his ankle too. And I said, Coach, we need to pull 30 up here or whatever. No, I forgot what number you were then. I think you were 39 for that first season mm-hmm. that you played as a freshman. Mm-hmm. But we took him to Lawrence County on a scrimmage, and the rest is history. Um, he I, he would have started all 10 games. Coach Dochetta would have let me start him that first game his freshman year. But he was in the game quickly after the game got started. He started nine games after that, and the rest is history. About about midway through the season, I tell people, Coach Trichetta came to me and said, enjoy him while you have him because next year he's playing linebacker. So. <laughs> right. Well, what's fascinating about that is that uh, that one person, and in this case is Clayton, mm-hmm. that saw potential and then, you know, mm-hmm. it could be just the opposite where you had that one adult in your life that really didn't, motivate you and inspire you didn't really care about you and next thing you know you never play another down yeah you're right you're right it's because it's stories like that and i've heard you tell the kids too about those kind of things about in some of the meetings you've had with them i've heard i've personally heard you talking to them about those kind of making sure that you put adults that are around them that care about them and love them and that are not there to you know tell tell a kid they can go to alabama and run the football next year and they they run like a six flat 40 you're not doing that i don't 
don't you? But you're not squashing their dream mm-hmm. if they work hard and they, they grow and they get faster. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can go to Alabama and play ball. Hey, uh, real quick question for the, our listeners: You've played, you've co- you've you've coached, you've played at a high level. You've been around football your whole life. Uh, I'm I'm the principal of the school, and I've got a we've got an administrative team. We've got an athletic director too. Mm-hmm. All all of which love what you're doing and and have a lot of respect for you. But what do we do? What do we need to do to stay out, to still be involved and supportive, but kind of stay out of your way of success? Like, I don't want to see you sprinting and winning the race mm-hmm. and then pause you to talk about something that could wait or that doesn't even need to come to your attention. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just curious what you think about that. Um, well, just to say, y'all do a great job um, with with everything, you know, supporting us, being there for us, whatever we need, y'all do a great job of that. Um Something that, uh, like, well, like you just said when we first came in, you know, um, and I hadn't had a lot of this, but just, um, just parents, anything like that, you know. And I know it's my it's my duty, but uh, <laughs> but that's just one of the things that I I even with the AU basketball, I never really like dealing with parents just because I I played my whole life and my parents never said anything to a coach and and maybe it was because I was one of the better players and I was always in 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 what was going on but that's just one of my biggest things that I think could kill a program man it's just the parents you know stuff not going the way that it, stuff might be going good as a, overall as a team but maybe one kid two three kids parents might feel like oh I want my kid in the spotlight or I want my kid in the mix and then. You know, and it's a small, small town, and anybody can say anything, and they just run with it, and that's one thing that, that I and I even think y'all do a good job of that, just keeping that type of stuff away, but uh, just keeping parents out of the out of the mix and and filtering what, and not not letting them tear down what we're trying to build up. That's the main thing. Just not letting outsiders, even if it's not parents, just regular people in the community, just not letting them tear down what we're trying to build. That, I was coaching a middle school football team years ago, head coaching, and we were playing our rival in county. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'd be like Cox playing with Thorn here. And uh, a kid named EJ, my boy EJ, uh, ran the ball like 80 yards. We got tackled on the one-yard line. Well, my son, my son played quarterback, and mm-hmm. so I was like, let's just sneak it in. Let's get this, let's get this six mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, and, and I, I don't disagree with the father, but I, maybe I should have given it to EJ so, mm-hmm. to, to get the touchdown. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about just getting a six because yeah. it was a rival game, and I would have had a much more bigger backlash if we lost that rival game. But mm-hmm. as soon as I got the sneak in, touchdown, Boy, dad was EJ's dad was at the fence line. Yeah, you let your son score the touchdown, not my son. I was like, you know, he's got a point, but at the same time, we won the game, Dang, and yes, then sir. nobody was fussing about it. But I love our parents. Our parents are awesome, but they are trying. They, you know, they're all they are going to have to kind of come around to a a little bit different mindset. And it's not their fault that they have this mindset because for years it's been mediocre, correct? And so they have this. They've been conditioned to have this mindset. And so now when we start winning and, and we also start seeing our boys graduate with better GPAs and mm-hmm. no discipline and, and maybe have a chance to go play college ball somewhere, it won't take long before parents trust you and mm-hmm. then they know. I mean, I had, the, I had the same thing as a first-year principal there, just kind of people kind of feeling me out for do I mean it or mm-hmm. am I just saying it, that kind of thing. And you've already got the reputation that's so solid in this community. So I think it'll be a, it won't be that long before parents are not – Asking about playing time and then fussing about, you know, play calling. Okay. Yeah. So, Clayton, uh, you got our schedule. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I sent a me- we have a group coaches uh, group message thread, and uh, I sent it I sent it out Sunday evening. I said, guys, we no longer have any Fridays off until October the thirteenth. So, uh, starting this Friday, we are at Nashville Christian at, for our first scrimmage of the summer. Uh, next week, uh, that that's seven twenty eight on eight four uh, a week from Friday. We will be scrimmaging White House at Ridley Park. And the reason why we're doing that, White House is in school that day. So they're going to have to take buses after school, after their routes are run. They won't get here to 6 or 6.30. We don't have lights on our practice field. And, and Whitthorn actually plays the following day. So the folks at the uh, City of Columbia are letting us play out there uh, at their stadium. It's not going to cost us anything, and it's a nice facility. And we really appreciate Mac Reagan and that crew uh, hooking us up on that. So that's going to be 8-4, and then our jamboree is uh, the following Friday, uh, and we will play uh, CPA at 7 o'clock. At 6 o'clock, our JV will play CPA's JV team. And then at 5 o'clock, I believe it's 5 o'clock, we got Lewis County uh, taking on um, Cornersville. Okay. And then uh, first game of the season, uh, August 18th, will be Marshall County coming over to uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Uh, follow the following week, we traveled to Dixon County. Uh, the week after that, we traveled to Hunter's Lane up in Nashville. Uh, then we're back home September 8th against Shevelville. That'll be our first region game. Uh, then the following week, we traveled to Lawrenceburg to play Lawrence County in another region game. Uh, Telahoma, or we actually go to Telahoma on the 22nd of September. Then Spring Hill comes back to Columbia this year on September 29th. October 6th, we're away at Franklin County. Uh, we're off. Thank goodness. We are off October 13th for, uh, fall break. That's always big to have that week off. And then, uh, we got James Lawson High School, which used to be Hillwood. They're coming to town October 20th. And then we close the regular season out on a Thursday night, October 26th at home against Lincoln County. Uh, that'll be senior night. Homecoming will be the weekend prior. Uh, the October 20th game against James Lawson will be homecoming. All right, thank you. Yeah, we got just a few seconds before we got to take another break, but I think that you mentioned that Withorn plays their first home game is Saturday. Uh, a week from Saturday. A week from Saturday. August 5th. Uh, that game is at 6 o'clock. And that morning, we want to invite everybody out to Lindsey Nelson Stadium for our media day. And I think uh, the cheerleaders, the band, football team will all be involved. And uh, that's always a good event. Okay, well, let's take a break here on American Steel, and we'll be right back. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. The NASCAR Cup Series. Here they come down to the front straightaway. Green flag goes in the air. Heads to the Irish Hills of Michigan. Larson gets hurt. Backs it up into the outside safer barrier. With four races remaining in the regular season. Denny Hamlin at the front of the field. He's on the front straightaway. The checkered flag is out. It's official. It's the Firekeepers Casino 400. 12.30 p.m. Sunday, August 6th on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Welcome back to America's Steel. There's never enough time, especially when you're talking with somebody uh, so popular and so interesting. Hey, Coach, real quick, uh, you've all fair, you've had a couple comments, and you said they don't have the dog in them. And I remember a guy back in Madison County, Florida, uh, where I helped coach um, – he was called the Cur Dog, and he would give this speech about being like this a rabid dog when you're out there. Mm-hmm. So tell me what what that means to being having that dog in you. Having that dog in you to me, man, it means no matter who we playing, where we playing, what time, what the weather is, you ready to go. Um, whether it's a five A school, private school, three A school, whoever it is, the best player in the nation, you're not backing down. You. You going at them the whole game. You know, you know, you might make a mistake, but who cares? Next play, let, let me go. Let me go do my thing. And that's just all it is to me. That mentality of I gotta, I gotta, I gotta outdo this man, the man across from me. Not necessarily my teammate or nothing like that, but I gotta take it to him. I can't be the one getting pushed around, and I gotta be, I gotta be the rough one. I gotta be the one making plays, and that's just what a dog is to me on the football field. And I. I uh, referenced to, like I said, Case and Sparks and Quan Sims yesterday after practice. I told everybody, I know them two dogs, and that's what I'm looking for some dogs, man. But but to me, that's what a dog is, a, a dude who, no matter the circumstances, time, place, whatever, man, they're ready to go. Yeah, and what's interesting is that it doesn't matter how big or, how big or strong you are. Uh, I had a Chihuahua a couple years back, Chihuahua, very nice dog, but one day a pit bulldog just kind of wandered in our yard, mm-hmm. and my Chihuahua attacked the pit bulldog. Mm-hmm. Now, the pit bulldog ultimately won the fight, yeah. and thank, thank God didn't kill the Chihuahua, mm-hmm. but uh, the Chihuahua 
initiated the fight, went to the fight, went to the pit bulldog. And I think that that's kind of that mentality that we're, that we're talking about that we need. We need a people that know how to attack and then know how to play the game well. Most uh, yeah. We need quarterbacks who can forget the play before mm-hmm. them and, and move on to the next play. It's such, uh, it's what I love about football. I think it's what we all love about football. The dynamics of football, they're so vast, mm-hmm. uh, that they make such interesting, um, entertainment and, and conversation. I love when the, uh, Appalachian states beat the Michigan's. Michigan's of the world and stuff like that. And you just, you didn't watch that game because you weren't interested. Then you find out on Sunday that they won. You're like, what? I should have watched that game. Yes, sir. That kind of thing. Um, coach, recently you uh, presented our student athletes with an opportunity to be in a leadership training called Warrior Mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you able to give those shirts out, by the way? Uh, I hadn't been able to give them out. I plan on giving them out to them today. Today? Okay, yeah, they're going to like that. Uh, Wednesdays yeah. is a little more slower for us. We kind of come in and stretch and take a a step back in the weight room. Okay. Uh, so today I plan on getting them to them, and there's some nice shirts. And- nice. Yeah, they're nice. I, I mean, what do you, um, when that was that idea was presented to you uh, that we had a local um, expert in motivation, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Ross, uh, retired Marine, has done this kind of work with high-level college teams. I mean, what were, your, what were your thoughts? And then you finally approved it, and you all did it. How did it go? Uh, my first thoughts was, was are they going to make it out okay? That was my first <laughs> thoughts. And then, you know, we got the, the the talking and meeting, and and when he explained everything he was going to do and the thought behind it, I thought it was the perfect thing that we needed because across the board, when I first got there, I had always said we lacking leadership and it ain't that guys maybe don't want to lead. Maybe they don't know what a leader is. Maybe they never been around a leader or something like that. But I think that was very beneficial for guys to see because even now when we in practice, somebody might say something. Another guy tell them, hey, man, be quiet and just say, yes, sir. Um, touch the line. Uh, I use Zach Cole. I, I ask Zach Cole, hey, Zach, if don't nobody uh, finish through the line, let me know. And Roland Manning as well. It's, it's, so it's with that training, I was able to see guys who not afraid to lead, not afraid to get get, not afraid to tell their peers that they're doing the wrong thing, and not scared of what they're gonna say back to them. So I was able to to see that out of a lot of our players, and we do have some leaders. Honestly, we do have leaders, um, and that helped that helped pick them out. And I think that any uh, any school should be willing to to put their guys through that process with them to see what they see what they got and see how they react in situations. And I explained to them some of the situations he put us in. It ain't gonna be no different than Friday night when you holding that log on your on your shoulders, trying to push it back over. We down ten points. That's that log right there. You got to get it off of you, and it's the same thing. Uh, and I just I always say football to me directly relates to life. Um, a lot of situations of practice, work. You got to go to every day. You got to keep going no matter how you feel. You might not feel like going to practice that day, or you might not feel like going to work that day. You don't go to work. You don't make no money for your family. You don't go to practice. You don't get no better, and somebody else getting better than you. So that's just my thought process, and I think that – and I appreciate Corey Ross and Drew Parker for bringing them to me and with the with that opportunity. So Yeah, I know Clayton was able to come to some of that training. I was out of town. I wanted to go to that training. I actually wanted to participate. I was mm-hmm. excited about it, but I've heard, I've heard amazing feedback mm-hmm. about that. And now I've got other coaches asking me about it, so I'll probably – I'll probably send them to you or Clayton or Drew to, okay. to talk about, you know, doing that for their teams. But fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic stuff. I, I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, so on this coming Sunday at 2 p.m., 
mm-hmm. you and Coach Simlar and Coach uh, Levere mm-hmm. are being recognized, introduced to the community. Is that is that a fair way to put it? Oh uh, yes, sir. It is. It is at the Murray Hills Church. Yes, sir. Two p.m. Tell me about that. Um. So, uh, along with me, Coach Coach uh, Brandon and Coach Levere, um, it's I think it's going to be like two other coaches. Coach Crawford. That yeah, Coach born. Crawford with uh, Coach Brown, and I think Coach Pillow. He just got offered the job at. Um, Zion as the um, as the middle school head coach and assistant high school coach, and he oh. helped with the uh, the marathon yeah. basketball. So um, I think it'll be a great event. Um, they, you know, uh, I, I I really didn't know who was putting it on, but they texted me and then they was they made themselves familiar with me, and they was just saying, you know, they wanted to highlight some guy us in the community as African American men and being leaders and and being, stepping into such a big role. So. I think it's going to be good, man, because just for, because for, this never happened in Columbia, Tennessee, and then for it just to happen, one, two, three, four, five, six, all at once like that, it, it's big, and 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 I appreciate them for giving us the, giving us the recognition and the opportunity, you know. So that that's so I I I hope to see a quite a few people come out on. Sunday at 2 p.m. in Mary Hills. Yeah, that that address is 101 Unity Drive, and uh, it's being hosted by the Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative. And that is uh, uh, Trent Ogilvie, I, mm-hmm. I believe, is part Trent of that, Ogilvie. and Russ Cox, who is the preacher at Murray Hills. Um, they're putting on that event at 2, so it, it'll be it'll be fun. Y'all come out and uh, meet our coaches from in our community, our, our African-American leaders in our community. These coaches are doing a fantastic job. Now, Trey D., we, you and I have talked about this, the fact that you're the first African-American, and I don't want to short – I'm not going to shortchange it at all. We're going to do a whole other episode just about that impact. But just real briefly, um, have you had interesting phone calls to say, hey, you know, the spotlight's on you now, or uh, or has, has, that, has that kind of thing happened? And- mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, most definitely um, uh, from plenty of people that I look 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 up to as far as – mentors and things of that nature um you know they they called me and tell me you know the spotlight on you and everybody don't want to see you succeed so you got to be careful with the way you move you got to be careful with the way your coaches move you got to talk to them about social media being out doing different things because everything is under a a, a mag uh what is it microscope microscope Microscope, uh, a microscope now so that's the main thing and and I, as me, and I always been the type of guy, I ain't never been flamboyant, flashy out there and doing a bunch of crazy things, but it just helped me to hone in because I think about it, I got a daughter now and she look up to me and so I I, I want to do what's right and I know that coaching football is what I want to do. So I got to do, I got to, in order for me to keep that position, I got to win games and do what's right by kids and, and be a, be the leader in the community that I'm supposed to be and not just be out here perpetrating. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll say it and this is going to be recorded and will last forever. Uh, if you're all about, if you always are all about the kids, you're going to be good with me. Mm-hmm. We'll win. We're going to win. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm not, I don't like to lose. I, I'm the most competitive person. Uh, but my hi- I'm hyper focused about doing what's best for those students, mm-hmm. and so uh, th- that's why I'm excited about all the coaches that we've been able to find. And uh, I just have this vision of y'all hanging out because you're much younger than I am, mm-hmm. hanging out for 
25 more years mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, and several state championships That's after that. So I'm proud of you already up front. Uh, I'm already excited about the things that I'm seeing and just hearing you talk. I, Mike, uh, Clayton, just hearing me talk it continues to. Explain. Oh yeah. The, the, the energy, the, and, and, you know, not just the energy, but the knowledge of the game that, came, that comes with it. Right. Uh, is it, just infectious, yep. and, and uh, you know, you know, I was another one they called out of retirement to to come up and and, and help out, and it's kind of given me a little shot in the arm. Uh, I saw your name on stuff, the stipend, so. and you know what, Mike? Thank you. I think you yeah. you're volunteering your time at this point. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for that. That means a lot. And American Steel is just dedicated towards bringing you uh, positive leadership development and growth, and just uh, consistent, uh, honest uh, feedback, whether we're talking about politics or sports. But today has been a special episode with Coach Golf. I appreciate you. I hope you all can uh, come out to Murray Hills Church on Sunday. And pay attention to the Columbia Lions Facebook page. Uh, season tickets are going to go on sale for $40 here in the next week or so. So if you're looking for season tickets, uh, uh, follow the Facebook page. We'll give you more details on that. And also be ready for a brand new tailgating mission this year. We're going to be tailgating at home games. It's going to be epic. Thank you for listening to American Steel. And folks, you have a fantastic day. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, health care, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening.
It's that time of day. I've got our, one of our, our favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, what kind of great specials uh, do you guys have today that uh, everybody's going to want to come in and get? Well, this week we got ground chuck for three fifty nine a pound, old boneless pork loins a dollar ninety nine a pound, seedless watermelons five ninety nine each, food club sugar two for five, and Dasani twenty four pack water four ninety nine. Great deals as always, and uh, they run all the way through next Tuesday. And again, you guys are open seven days a week, seven a.m. to nine p.m. right there on West Seventh Street. And uh, again, you know, easy parking, well lit area, friendly staff. So, Miles, thank you as always. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, people need to come in and uh, pick up some of them goodies from you. All righty, thank you, thank you, Miles. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. All right, that again was Miles Johnson there from Foodland. Make sure you check them out on West Seventh and seven days a week, seven a.m. till nine p.m. Uh, to go through all the specials.